Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We really hope you've had a great week. As you can see, Kristen is in studio with me today. And you know, that always makes me especially happy because she's the love of my life. And I just, when we're apart, I just can't stand it. And uh, uh, I'm just so happy to see you today. I'm so glad you can make it here. Uh-oh. And I, when you're not around, I just miss you more than I can express. So thank you for Uh-oh. being here today. He is the best man ever, as you can see. See, things like that are free. They don't cost anything, and they make her very happy. So they're good investments. Most amazing man. I'm so d- blessed that you're the man that I get to spend the rest of my life oh, with. Oh, thank you, baby. Absolutely. All right, guys. So I want to talk to you today about a really kind of touchy subject that I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about. But it's what happens when you accept Christ, or maybe you've accepted Christ for a while, hoping that this would be what you're looking for. And yet you still have this feeling like, no, that's that's not quite it. I mean, you know, I I, I believe in this stuff and yet so, something's still missing. The void I have is still there. And, and I want to talk to you about what, what's really going on. What inspired me to do this was the other day I was listening uh, to my uh, to my songs, my iPhone, and every now and then I'll go into like, you know, older stuff I haven't listened to in a while. And I came across um, the album, The Joshua Tree by U2. And if any of you know anything about U2, in addition to them being a very popular band, they, there's their songs are filled with a lot of not, not just spiritual undertones, but a lot of pretty uh, flagrantly Christian uh, messages. In fact, the, the lead singer Bono and a couple of the other guys, you know, seem to be Christian. But uh, one of the famous songs on the Joshua Tree, which is really an album about doubt, is called I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's about someone who's on a spiritual journey. And he even talks about how he believes in Christ. I mean, the last verse, if I remember correctly, is, you know, I believe that the king will come and all the colors will bleed into one. Um, you you broke the bonds and loose the chains. You carried the cross of my shame. Right. He's clearly talking about Jesus here. He's clearly talking about, you know, the kingdom come and everything. And yet he concludes by saying, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, he's not doing that to be adversarial. He's not doing that, you know, to to spit on Christianity or anything. He's just doing it because to him, that's real. And to a lot of people, that's real also. You know, they're down and they go to church and they get saved and they have that that moment of euphoria. And they think that euphoria is just going to last, that Christianity is just going to be this blissful existence. That's not always the case, okay? That's an emotion, that emotional excitement initially is going to wear off. That's why you go to church and you see some people who will go to the front every week, right? It's not that they actually need to keep doing that. It's that they're going back for that emotional high again. I think they're missing the point. Let me let me explain what's really happening here and how you will find fulfillment in Christ, okay? If you're feeling like you haven't found what you're looking for, that can pretty much fall into two categories. And the one is simpler than the other. I'm going to start with this. There are people like me and Kristen who absolutely have fulfillment in Christ, and yet we still feel like we want to move upward. We want more. Uh, You know, Kristen's got a great heart for the poor. She's got a great heart for orphans and people who feel abandoned. 
she feels like she wants to do more and more for those people. Okay. She'll never be fulfilled as long as there are people out there who are suffering because she, she will always want to help those people. And I shouldn't say she won't feel fulfilled as in she'll be down on herself, but she's always going to have that appetite to help people. For me, it's politics. And it, there's a lot of overlap between these two. But I always feel like I want to be doing more in politics. I want to be doing more to influence policy. Okay. And so we we always have this, this yes, we're satisfied, but we're also hungry for more. And we and of course, we're always supposed to be hungry for more of God. That's the point. That's a good kind of hunger. Okay. But we still feel in general, we, we are generally fulfilled people. We just want more of the good things that God has to offer us. And we want more. Uh, we want to be charged with more responsibility so we can do more to help more people. So that's one thing. But I think what the the song, uh, the U2 song is talking about is more of a generalized sense that that there's still this void, that we thought God was going to fill this void. I thought I had this God-shaped hole in my life. If I accepted Jesus, that would fill it. And yet, no, I still feel this hole here. It's, there's something missing. Let me explain what's actually happening there. Okay. In short, what you're missing is the relationship component. Yeah, it's great when when Bono says, I believe in Christ. I believe the kingdom will come. I believe you broke the bones and loose the chains. Okay, that's great. But but that's just that's just history. Okay. You have to actually establish a relationship with God, a relationship with Christ. The point of the crucifixion, okay, was to tear the barrier between us and God. That was the entire point of Jesus' ministry. Now, you might be saying, okay, well, look, I accept all that. I want it, but I, I still feel that that's not doing it. Okay, here's what's actually happening. God will fill a vacant space, but he's not going to fill a space that's supposed to be vacant that you have filled with something else. Okay. And so a lot of times we think we have emptiness here, but actually what you've done is we filled emptiness with something else. Okay. Maybe we filled it with materialism. Maybe we fill it with lust. Maybe, and guys, listen, I'm not coming down on anybody because if you see these episodes, you know, most of the time I'm talking about things I've overcome. The entire darkness series was stuff I'd overcome. Okay. And I told you about that feelings of, of vengeance. Not that I was actually going to hurt somebody, but I liked the thought of me getting, you know, the upper hand against somebody. Okay. Feelings of inadequacy, insecurities. Maybe we're in relationships um, uh, that we shouldn't be in. I told you about self-pity. I I did that episode. It was about two weeks ago. It's one of the best ones I've ever done. There's few things that block God more out than self-pity. And you can go watch that episode and explains why, because self-pity is antithetical to faith. Self-pity is such an inward emotion. It's about self. It's not about God. It's about you. Okay. The point is you might be thinking I've I'm waiting for God to fill this hole when what's really happening is he's waiting for you to start letting him extract stuff out of your life so that then he can fill it. Okay. It's kind of like, do you ever notice how people who eat junk food tend to be overweight? I'm not saying that as a criticism. Listen, if you're struggling with weight, God bless you and, and we'll pray for you. But the reason people who eat junk food are overweight is not because junk food has more calories. That's incidental. It's because it has no nutritional value. And so you can eat all this garbage and yet your brain still sends the signal to eat more because it's not getting the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that it needs. Okay. Well, it's the same thing with our spiritual life. 
all right? You might think that you're hungry when really what's happening is you're filling yourself up with stuff that you shouldn't be filling yourself with, which we all do. That's how we enter this life, right? That's what we're looking to get rid of, okay? So you think you're hungry. Really, no, you're full of the wrong thing. You got to take that stuff out. Okay. And so what you need to do, and I, listen, Chris and I do this regularly. So this isn't me being judgmental against you. I'm just sharing with you what we do is we are constantly saying, God, extract what needs to be extracted, dig it out, use that big excavator, show us what we need to pull out of our lives and we yield it. That's the thing, guys, you got to yield it. You can't hold on to it. Some people who are addicted, they actually want to hold on to the drugs. Some people you know, who want to overcome materialism, they actually want to hold on to that money. It's one of the tough things. A lot of Christians can't overcome materialism. You think you can as far as I don't need to buy that expensive car. That's fine. But what about, are you going to give your 10% to the poor? Are you going to give your 10% to the church? Okay. Your, your anxieties. I, I did five episodes on the on overcoming anxiety because it's something I had to do. Guys, the thing with all of these things, you have to yield them. You got to lay them at the feet. God, I don't want this as part of me anymore. I lay my anxieties at your feet. I don't want this self-pity. I lay self-pity at your feet. I don't want materialism. I lay that at your feet. I don't want this addiction, whether it's to drugs or alcohol, pornography. A lot of people want to hold on to the sex diseases. Believe me, a lot of people love the, the feeling of depravity more than getting well. You can't hold on to that. And so you have to constantly show God and understand, see, the enemy is going to try to make you feel guilty about this. Like, oh, look at all the stuff that's in your life. Or worse, you know, these people are being judgmental. Guys, it's not about that. This is all stuff that God just wants to take, wants you to give it away so he can give you something better. Okay. I'm not one of these people who believes that when you come into the kingdom, there's nothing you have to give up. There is. If you want to be healthy, there's a lot of things you have to give up. It's true with your physical health too. If you want to be physically healthy, you, you probably have to give up, you know, alcohol, cigarettes, junk food, have to give up being lazy, you have to go exercise, okay? So there is a price, but God always gives you something better. You got to give up. The things you give up, okay, aren't things you want anyway. You think you want them, but you don't. Jesus says, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. And so if you're one of those many, many Christians that that religious people don't want to even believe exist, they say, oh, no, no. Jesus accepting Christ was all that you need. And if you feel that way, there's something wrong with you. If you feel, if you feel like, uh, you know, you still haven't found what you're looking for, well, you're a heretic because you're saying God's not good enough. No, I know you're not really saying that. I know that what you're really saying is yes, God, I believe in you. And I, I just, just something still isn't right. I'm still not finding that fulfillment. Well, I'm here to tell you today, you've come to the right place that what you're lacking is the relationship with God. Okay. And the way you get God to fill the empty space is you realize, well, number one, you got to invite him in, but more often than not, you got to ask him. And this is true for everybody. Okay. God, show me what needs to be removed. I lay that at your feet. Now come fill that space. That's how you, that's how you overcome. That's how you get past that feeling of, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's not that you went in the wrong direction when you found Christ. It's that now you got to invite him in and you got to remove the stuff that's preventing him from filling the space. That's my message for you today. I love when you get fired up. I love it. I love it. I love seeing the Holy Spirit all over you. It's the most attractive thing ever. Um, you know, that is so, so good because it's so true of seeking after God. It doesn't just end with, you know, God accepting Jesus in your heart. That's the beginning. Right. That's the discipleship goes from there. Is when that's, you, that's signing up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and there's, it's a beautiful journey. 
It's the greatest love you'll ever find. And it's a deep commitment and a relationship. And it's so worth it. And you're right. And what I find is the more you dig and ask the Lord to show you things, Mm -hmm. the more you realize, oh my goodness, there's this and there's that. And I didn't even see that over there. And it's nothing to be discouraged about. It's because we're always a work in progress until the day of well, it, it goes back to that parable that Jesus talks about the farmer who's planting seeds and some of the seed falls on the hard surface and it doesn't plant any roots. Some of it falls in the thorns and it can't plant roots. Some of it th- falls in shallow ground and it plants shallow roots, but it gets ripped out easily. And some of it is able to go into good ground and plants deeper roots. It's the same thing. When you're asking God to remove stuff, you're saying, God, take this dirt out. Okay. So you can Go deeper. You can plant the deeper roots in me. That's the entire idea here. Okay. And that's how you, that's how you really develop that relationship with God. And you're right. I mean, too many people, and I, I love the evangelists who get people saved, but it's not just about if you were to die today, congratulations. Now you're going to go to heaven instead of hell because I'm not dying today. Okay. I got a long life ahead of me. And what Christianity is really about is having life now and having it abundantly and overcoming all of these things. That's why we did this darkness series, okay? Churches don't want to talk about darkness. They just want to talk about sunshine and lollipops, okay? That's not life, guys, okay? Life is we got stuff that we got to overcome. And the point of Christianity, yeah, you're going to go to heaven. That's great. But the point of Christianity, the point of the cross is that Jesus has overcome all of these things for you. He's overcome your anxieties. He's overcome your insecurities. He's he's overcome feelings of unforgiveness. He's overcome, uh, y- you know, the self-pity. He's overcome all of these things that, that keep us from him and hold us back from really excelling in life. That's what I'm selling you here. I'm not just selling you an afterlife. I'm, I'm selling you life right now and life abundantly. That's so good. And you know, the one other thing I'll add to that is that I find that at least what would be a hang up for me if I let it, or it, it could just be, I think for every single person is comparison. You know, I remember as a young teen looking at certain people that I really admired, uh, like Joyce Meyer or like Priscilla Schreier or um, any of these people and thinking, and, and you just look at their, you compare your worst to their best and that's with anybody, right? And so right. what that's happens- that's a good point. <laughs> you always compare your absolutely worst moment. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people do on social media and everything. They're like, oh my goodness, I can't be as great as that person. But God doesn't want us to compare. And I think that's a joy robber. And that will keep you in that place of, I still can't find it. I still can't find it if you let it, because then you're just constantly comparing yourself. Whereas you need to be you. The God created one you, and and if you're not here, you're not filling a void as well. So don't look to try to compare. You can admire people and and um, you know learn from them and have mentors, but be the best person yeah. God made you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what we can learn from other people who are suffering if you actually listen to them. I mean, and I'm not going to tell you that um, rock music is edifying. There's certainly a lot of, especially. Especially rock music, I think, is very nihilistic and a lot of it glorifies drugs and things like that. And there's a whole other subset of music that glorifies, you know, the criminal gangster lifestyle. But it's important to listen to people who may not say, you know, maybe their beliefs don't align with ours and we know that we're right. But you have to listen to what they're saying if you want to be able to help them instead of just shutting them out and saying, well, that's a bad Christian or I don't like that message. I'm not listening to that person. No, listen to that person so you can hear what they're saying because you can't diagnose the problem. Otherwise, it'd be like a doctor just saying, um, well, I only treat healthy people. You're not healthy. Get out of here. All my all my patients are healthy. Well, yeah. That's nonsense. We're here to help people 
who are suffering. We're here, you know, Jesus said himself, I didn't come for the healthy, I came for the sick. That's right. And and so when I when we hear people, you know, like like you know, like you two, like the singers of that song, yeah. I mean, some people want to just shut their ears and say, that's a bad message. I don't want to hear that. But as Christians, at least the mature ones, we need to say, wait a minute, what are they really saying here? Why are they saying it? Are they saying it to be malicious or is this like a cry for help? Mm. And that's that's how I interpret that. That's they're not good. saying it because they're bad people or bad Christians. They're saying, this is just like when you go to the doctors, this is what hurts me. That's mm. all they're saying here. So we shouldn't feel threatened by it. We should recognize there's a suffering world out there and evangelism is healing the sick. That's all we're doing here. You are so good. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, as far as comparison, nobody compares to you. So don't worry Aww. about comparing yourself to anybody. I feel bad for anybody who compares themselves to you. Believe Aww. me. Most amazing man ever. Amazing. I want to say hi real quick to some of our new viewers. I know we have a whole bunch of new viewers with us. Some old friends too. Juanita's here. Guys, we're going to get to all your prayers uh, tonight. Yes. Uh, Kristen, why don't you kick us off by just praying over everybody? Lord, we thank you that you are what we're looking for. And that you want to show us that you have, there's a God-shaped hole in all of our lives and you want to fill it, God. And you don't want to just fill that space. You want to fill every space, Lord. And you want to take out all the things that hinder us from becoming the best we can be, Lord. Lord, we we just, we cancel the enemy's assignment. We just totally break the bonds. I break the bond over every single person listening over this entire world of depression, of self-pity, of lust, of greed, of of uh, hopelessness, of, of of just anger and and just all these different things, Lord, that are happening in our world and 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 are trying to trying to pull at our soul, God. Lord, we want what you have for us. We want to live in your joy and your peace. You said that you've come, that we might have life and life abundantly. So we take that promise to heart, God. We take it to heart. Lord, we don't just say, oh, well, this is the way it is. No, we we take that promise that, yes, we can find fulfillment in, in you. Yes, we set you as a seal upon our heart. For there is love that is stronger than death, jealousy demanding, and the many waters cannot quench this love. And that is your love for us, God. And you, it's just the enemy's lie to say that it's static and it's its just, you know, we accept you and, and that's it. But there's so much deeper. Lord, show us who you are. Show us your presence. Let it be a Jeremiah prayer. Show us the great and unsearchable things which we do not know. Show us the treasures in the darkness, Lord, and let us live in your peace and in your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just like looking at you. <laughs> I like it when you look at me. I like looking at you too. All right. You got the prayer request? Yes, I do. All right. While you're pulling those up, let me pray for uh, some people here. want to say hi to uh, Nutricionista Cruz, uh, Marcia, uh, Marcia Prasad. Uh, greetings from Guatemala to Yavo. Nice to see you in Guatemala. Our friend Juanita Brock, uh, Jordan and Chris, I need prayers unsp- uns- uh, unspoken and I missed you. Well, we missed you too. <clears throat> and uh, Jelen says, please pray for the Philippines because of the crisis. To all people in the Philippines and need your prayers because of the calamities because of Baguio Ulysses. I don't know who that is. Well, all right. Well, Father God, for Juanita, first of all, we welcome her back. It's good to see Juanita. As always, God, uh, her prayer is unspoken to us, but you know what her prayer is. So, Father God, we lift our friend Juanita up to you, and we thank you for her. We give you all the praise for the victory in her life. And for the good people of the Philippines, including Jelen, God, we certainly pray for them, for whatever this crisis is that I'm not familiar with. God, we know that you know that, 
and you you provide for all of our needs and all of their needs. God, protect your people in the Philippines and help them. God, I just pray that you just raise up a whole just army of evangelists in the Philippines, a whole bunch of bright lights for the, for the world to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you want to divide these or do you want me to do them? Just take, how okay. many are there? Eleven. Just take the first five or six. Okay. We've got a prayer from Lynn Yolo who says, pray for our project in Uganda, God's hand for the needy in Mabal. And please kindly consider how you may support or bless those in need. And then we have Farawat who says, I need a miracle in my life, health, marriage, finances to do the Lord's activities. Please pray for me. It is all affected. And for Hannah says, pray for my resignation entitlement. It's been long overdue. I'm in need of financial uh, assistance to support my family. Thank you. Uh, For Maria, pray for my family, protection and blessing in Jesus' name. We need to be complete as one. And Rhoda says, pray for me that God will heal my breast cyst and pray for our financial problems because this time we don't have enough income after declaring lockdown because of the pandemic. Pray for me and my family. In Jesus' name, we lift up Linyolo, Firehoot, Hannah, Maria, and Rhoda to you, God. These are your precious servants. They are asking you, Lord, I pray for their finances to be overflowing in abundance, Lord, that they would be able to help others. They would have so much left over. You would pour down a blessing to them to there is no more need, and not just financially, in their relationships and in their, to fill them up with more love than they could ever imagine from you, God. And, and those who are asking for marriage or who are asking for the restoration of their marriage, God, give them those special relationships in their life, life, Lord. Give them family relationships. God, give them everything we need. You have promised to provide what we need. And you care for them. If you care for the little sparrow, how much more do you care for them, Lord? I just pray your blanket of uh, protection. I pray for this project in Uganda, Lord, to meet, reach many, many souls for you, God. We lift them all up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Are you Leo? Uh, that's the first. Leaquat says Leaquat needs a job abroad. Baller said, "Me and my five children and baby have gone four days without eating. Please help." Sarah says she needs a word. Pas says, "Greetings in the name of the Lord. I am in India. I have a small church, twenty-five members. Believers come for every worship. God, I pray for our burning community ministry." Eddie asks for prayers, and Ayub says, please pray, support me for an institute of caregiving and nursing home for needy, bedridden elders and patients, for those who can't afford nurse of their home from Lahore, Pakistan. Well, God, first of all, we pray for Leaquat, who needs a job abroad. I pray not just a job, but the right job at the right wage at the right time. Okay, we pray that this person in that job is just a ridiculous blessing to everybody who's there that the, the the business that they go to gets more and more prosperous because of them. And that this person gets the credit um, really that, you know, that they just see your blessing flowing through them. And that this person is, um, it's just the greatest blessing to that business for Balaris, for her and her five children and her baby who've gone four days with no food, I guess. God, we believe your word. We're going to stand in your word. And your word says, I've yet to see the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. God, we stand on your word. You are El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. You're God, our provider. 
God, provide for these children. We ask in faith that you provide for these children. You provide for this whole family. Yes, God. In Jesus' name. Surah says, I need a word. Um, if, I don't have, I, I'm not just going to make one up. So, Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that Surah just learns to hear your voice. In fact, we did a sermon a while ago, Surah, on uh, hearing the voice of God and, and what it's really about. And what I actually suggested was a lot of people probably already hear it, but they don't realize it because there's so much other noise in their head. So maybe go back and watch that. But God, I just pray that you reveal to this person what it is that they need. Just be real. And it might even be what we were talking about today. What yes. has to be removed? Dig yes. whatever you have uh, out right. of that person and and just just really grow your relationship with them in Jesus' name. For pause, God, we we thank you for pause. We thank you for this church. It says a small number, 25. Hey, guys, Chris and I are just two people. We started with nobody, and now we have close to 70,000 followers. Um, but, you know, it's not even just the numbers. We're so thankful for these 25 people. Remember, Gideon's army was only 300 yes, people, right? Yes, that's right. So thank you for them. Thank you for, you know, planning that remnant, God. And, you know, I pray that these people just do the work of 25 million people. Yes. So thank you for that. You know, it's 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 not the size of the church. It's commitment to you. So let that church be just totally on fire. Yes, God. Uh, for Eddie and Ayub, who are just asking for prayer, and Ayub in particular for this uh, nursing home, God, we pray for Eddie and Ayub. We lift them up to you. We thank you for these people, God. We pray that you meet all of their needs. And Jelen, okay, Jelen, who we pray for the Philippines before, but now just asks us just to pray for um, uh, Kagagan Valley, to all the people who need rescuing there, and the rescuers, God, please protect those people. And God, God. you know, in the United States, I see elsewhere, um, there's a second wave of COVID-19, and uh, it's it's not just additional testing, because we're not testing that much more than we were a week or two ago. It's a, it's a you know, the thing is just come back like another... Well, wave is really the right word for it. But God, your word says that when the enemy comes in like a wave, you will raise up a standard against him. So God, we pray against this wave and we know that, mm-hmm. that you are our standard, that we hide behind you. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. And so God, we thank you that you are our strong tower and, the, and we are well protected from you. We thank you in particular, God, for the people who have prayed before to be healed of the COVID-19 for themselves or loved ones and who have told us that they were healed. So thank you very much for that, Father God. And we honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Do you want to uh, lead us in um, the call to salvation? Absolutely. Okay. Let's just follow after me if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And just like Jordan said tonight, it's not just about saying these words. It's this by saying this prayer that opens a journey to the greatest relationship you could ever have. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you every day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Send us a message or comment on the video. What did they win by praying that prayer? 
They won the most amazing life that they could ever, ever ask for, not just their one-way ticket to heaven, which mm-hmm. is the most important, of Would course. They get to hang out with me and you. That's right. And there will be uh, all the buffalo wings we could ever want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, just a, a life of complete peace and joy and hope and and everything you could ever want that's that's good in a life life with Jesus, the, the lover of your soul. Amen. You know, actually, I, I was telling you the other day, I don't know if I mentioned it on this, but Jesus says he wants to abide in us and us in him. Mm-hmm. And we also know that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And so what really happens when you develop that relationship with God is with Christ is you are therefore seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes. Jesus intercedes us. Yes. But if we're abiding in him, then that means we're in that seat also. That's right. Um, that's pretty heavy. I, and I think, I, who was it? Charles Stanley, I think, said that. I forget. Um, so, guys, listen, you know, if you listen to the message today and you're trying to build that relationship with God, go check out our relationship series. We did, I think, 26 episodes on it so far. And it's really about how our relationships with each other parallel our relationship with God. And it, it, they're supposed to help each other. So, if you're struggling in your personal relationships or in your relationship with God, go check that out. Okay. Guys, thanks for a great episode. Thanks for those of you who wrote in. Good to see you guys again. And um, we'll be back Monday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. As always, in the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.